Hey everyone, I would like to thank you all for joining me as we walk through the strange paradiso, as we continue to walk and talk about things that are mysterious, that are creepy, that are startling, and uh, some things that we just don't know how to categorize them. This that I'm going to share with you first to me is one of those things. This is something that I don't know how to uh, categorize it. It is rather creepy. It's a very strange experience and it happened not too far from where I live. I don't know exactly where this place is, but someone was telling me, you know, I encounter many different people almost on a daily basis because of the work that I do. And um, sometimes I let them know what I'm interested in. And I I tell them, I like to um, talk about things that are mysterious. Some things are creepy, even a little bit of theory. I don't like to call it conspiracy theory because we are not conspiring. So I just like to call it theory, okay? So... This person was telling me that their house is in a rural area. I mean, there's, I guess there is some rural around where I live in Riverside County. Not a whole lot, but there are some places. So apparently this happened some years back where before it's starting it started to really build up in this area and she said that at night because her husband at the time was working nights and she said she would hear things in her house she would hear whispering she said i i couldn't really tell where it was even coming from because at first she thought maybe it was her children But as she got up and went to go investigate, she said it was like the voices would move. It would sound like they were coming from the hallway. So she would walk towards the hallway. Then it would sound like they were coming from behind her, back in the living room, and so on. So she said it was like if you had speakers in the ceiling of your house. So you hear something, but you don't know exactly where it's coming from. So this went on for a time. She told her husband about it. He poo-pooed it. He said, oh, it's because you're alone at night and all this and that. You're just, it's your mind playing tricks on you and so on. She said, well, you know what? I really don't think so, but okay, whatever you say, because there was nothing else happening at the time. So one night, She said she went out to go and take the trash out. Now, it's rural even now. So back then, I mean, there was nothing around. At least now there are some houses and neighborhoods kind of close to the proximity to where she lives. So anyhow, at this time, she goes outside to take the trash out. And she said she had to walk down a little ways to take the trash And then that's also where her mailbox was. So she decided she's going to kill two birds with one stone. She took out the trash, 
Then she went to check her mail. On the way back to her house, she said she saw something moving from the corner of her eye. She said it was dark. And she looks over and she doesn't see anything. At the time, they had some livestock. They had a couple of horses and things like this. The horses weren't making any noise because it's not difficult sometimes to spook horses, okay? So they weren't whinnying or making any noise. So she just continued walking back into her house, but she said she could feel something. She said, and this was not my mind playing tricks on me. I could feel a presence. So halfway back to her house, she stopped and she looked all around and she said, in the like tree line, because they had some trees and some vegetable gardens that they planted, she said she saw something looking at her. She couldn't say exactly what it was, but it looked like it was about eight feet tall. She said it looked very tall and its eyes were glowing. She said they were white. They weren't yellow or red or orange. They were white, glowing. So she took off running back in her house. So her kitchen door at the time was one of those doors where the upper part of it was glass. And you could like open the glass, you know, slide it up and down. So it had a screen on it as well. She said she ran into her house. She closed that door. It was kind of warm outside, so that glass had been up. She closed that glass. She locked it. She had some little curtains on there at the time. She closed those curtains, went inside, and just tried to forget about it. She said, I know what I saw. This was not my mind doing this to me. So later on that night, after she had showered and went to bed, she said she had a really hard time going to sleep. And she said, at the time, she thought that perhaps her mind was playing tricks on her because she could swear that she heard something moving around outside. She said, you know, the sound when someone is walking on rocks or pebbles. She said, I heard that outside. And there were a lot of rocks and pebbles in that area. She said, we didn't have like concrete in certain areas. We had rocks out there. And that is what I heard, like someone was walking on them. So she could see outside somewhat, and she said she didn't see anything. But she continued to hear it, and it sounded like it was moving faster. So she gets up, she goes into her kitchen, and when she looked out the kitchen window, She said, I saw that big, tall thing. It looked like a big, tall man carrying a horse over its shoulders. Yes. She said, I saw this thing. And it had the horse over its shoulders. Like if you were wearing like a sweater over your shoulders. That is what this thing, what what she saw. So she screamed. She ran back into her room. She checked her children. 
Then she said, I decided that I'm going to put the children in my room with me. She didn't know what it was. She called the police. The police came out. The horses were there. They had two horses. Both the horses were there. They were in their stalls. Okay. As the days went on, she continues to wonder and think about what it was, what was going on where she lived, okay? So she's out there, and she says there were holes out further out on the property. There were holes dug. She said we weren't out there digging holes. She just was out there. She came upon these holes. She said they were in like certain areas. Well, what ended up happening is that at some point before they had purchased that property, apparently there had been people who lived there before and whoever lived there before had actually buried Unbeknownst to her and her family, they had actually buried some horses on that property. So whatever this thing was had dug up these carcasses, had dug up these horses, and was carrying them off somewhere. She just caught a glimpse of it. She's like, I don't know if all of those holes contained horses because there was nothing left. There was no, like, there were no bones of horses in these holes. They were completely empty. But how they found out that horses had been buried there is because someone who lived in the area came forward and told them. Seems that back so long ago, there were a few people who did that in the area. Just so happens that the horses that were buried on her property ended up being dug up. As far as we know, she only says that she saw one. She's like, I didn't see any more than one horse. I didn't see that thing ever again. I just saw the one horse. So, what a, I mean, what a story. What was this? And she said, they never heard any sound. She's like, we never heard any any digging out there. We never heard any sounds out there. Very strange. I mean, when I say that, I don't know how to categorize this. I don't know what to believe that this thing was. When I talk about or when we hear about things like Sasquatch and Bigfoot and stuff, we don't usually relate those things to Southern California just because the area was a rural area, it wasn't like it was in the middle of nowhere because there were still 
some places around. They, they were not far from like a main street and stuff like this. Just that where their house was, was just kind of rural. So I, I don't know what this could have been. Even if it was a horse that had been passed away for so long, just to carry it, just to pick it up and put it over your shoulders. I mean, I, I, I'm just trying to uh, visualize this thing. And she was telling the story just matter-of-factly, like it had just happened. Now, I don't know how many years it's actually been. I don't know if this happened in the 80s or when. I just know that before it really started to build up there. So it really started building up in the mid to late 90s in that area. So I'm going to say that this probably happened maybe in the 1980s or so, maybe late 80s, whatever. But um, yeah, I uh, don't know what this creature could have been. Very strange. And um, it just makes you wonder what happens and what's going on in the middle of the night in some of these areas that we may pass on the way to work, on the way to the store. You see these um, area, these empty lots with a lot of brush, a lot of trees and things like this. What goes on there in the middle of the night? Okay. So the next thing that I want to share with you guys is um, I, <laughs> I may be having a little bit more time to come on like I used to. And one of the reasons for this is because I have a big mouth and I don't hold anything back. So there was an incident where I work yesterday, okay, because I also deal in customer service. The, thing, the things that I do, we are geared towards the clients, towards the customers, and trying to make them happy with what we do, all right? So I know customer service and professionalism and things like this, all right? So anyways, I was at work yesterday and I needed help. Now, this is not something that, I mean, I'm not a helpless person. I very rarely am frustrated and feel that I cannot complete the task that is in front of me. That very rarely happens. So yesterday was one of those times I really needed help. So the person that was sent in to help me was uh, came in with an attitude. I could see it. So she's almost rolling her eyes around. Um, yeah, you need help. Do you need me to do whatever she said? Because I already could feel her energy, okay? And it was very negative. So right away, I started getting this feeling like right beneath like my throat and stuff like that. So it's also like, because I'm very sensitive, I could like get this energetic force from her, this negativity. And I said, yeah, I need help. But 
once you do this for me, who's going to be here to like uh, change this? I really need help moving something. I said, so I only need this to be moved here for like maybe 30 minutes. So someone's going to need to come back in to move it back over here. So to point A. I need you to help me to move it to point B, but then I need somebody in about 30 minutes to move it back to point B, point A, I mean. And she looked at me and she said, well, someone will be back around. I'm getting off in five minutes, so I can help you move it now. Well, number one, guys, it seems to me that the common saying in this place is they're getting off in five minutes. Every time you ask anyone to do anything in this place, they're all getting off in five minutes. So someone will be back around to help you later. Well, in the first place, that's a big fat lie because no one ever comes back around to help because everybody's getting off in five minutes. So when she said that, I realized that this is like a common theme in this place. So I looked at the clock and I'm like, you know, that's kind of an odd time to be getting off. Like, you're getting off at 1.41. Who gets off work at 1.41? So the whole time she's looking at her device. She does not make eye contact. And so she turned around and walked right out. So I became so enraged at this lack of of not only professionalism, but just, I mean, decency, okay? That I opened the door and I could see her walking down the hall. And you know what, guys? And I am almost ashamed to say this, but I just wanted to run and just have a physical altercation with this person. I was just so angry because, yes, I let someone make me angry. So I gave someone control, okay, for just a moment. And then I had to stop and tell myself, all right, really? Like, you need to calm down. It wouldn't even be worth it. It's like, it's not worth the buckshot to blow to hell type of situation. So I had to calm myself down. I was so mad I was shaking. So a little while later, here comes the manager. The manager is the person who sent the inept person in to help me. And she said, well, did uh, whatever come in? Did someone come in to help you? And I said, oh, yes. I said that. And once again, guys, I really don't talk like this, but I let my anger take control of me and my big mouth, okay? But I'm going to tell you guys what I said anyways, because I'm not perfect. But once again, I gave control away to anger. I let that negativity seep into me and control me, which is humiliating now, okay? It's been like, 24 hours ago, and I'm very, very ashamed of myself. I have to, like, apologize to myself. Like, what is wrong with you? You know, you need to be sorry and humble yourself. 
And so I told the manager, oh, yeah, that that um, useless person that you sent in here to help me. I, and then I went further. I continued. And I said, she came in here with an attitude and behaved like a bitch. And when I said that, the manager, her eyes rolled wide open like she had never heard anything so horrible in her life. And she said, oh, my goodness, that's so inappropriate. I thought she was going to fall out. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but that is the truth. All right? So I made what should have been a nothing situation into a big situation. So then after she started saying, well, from from now on, and she started telling me how we were going to move forward and what I'm going to do and this and that. And I said, no, no, I'm not coming back here anymore. And then she switched right away and she said, well, under these circumstances, that's a really, I think that's the best thing for everyone. And I, I don't care. I was like thinking, I don't care. That's the best thing that I have to offer. And that's what I'm doing. So I packed up my stuff and I walked out, okay? And so when I was almost out the door and she said, can I have a minute with you? And I was like, yeah, sure. And she said, what you said in there was whatever she was saying. I don't know what she wanted from me. I guess she wanted an apology, which I was not about to give her because this situation did not warrant an apology because it wasn't the first time that one of these people, one of her staff had ever come in and with an attitude and be very, very rude. And as a matter of fact, it was um, one of her esteemed staff members who actually became verbally abusive to one of the residents of this place. Right in front of me. So she started telling me that I was out of line or whatever. And then I knew I was. She said, you called my staff member a bitch. I said, no, no, I didn't. I told you that she behaved like a bitch. I didn't yell at her and say, you're a bitch. No, I told you. So see, guys, when we're talking about words, and it's all in the wording and how you say these things and who you say them to and in, you know the context and everything. It would have been very easy for her to turn it around and make it that I called this person a name, which I didn't. I gave a description to the manager of this person, her behavior. I didn't call that person anything. Even though it kind of like interrupted my flow. You know, I'm always talking about their higher vibration and stuff like this. Well, it actually lowered my vibration by letting this petty little thing get a hold of me. So anyhow, the reason that I might have more time to research and do my show now is because I don't know if I'm going to be going back there again. You know, I've gone back and forth with myself about this 
it's not like I need to work at this place and it's so necessary and this that. No, I don't need to. This is like a, a secondary a secondary job that I'm doing. This is not my primary. But when I do something, I don't do it half ways. And I guess that I expect that type of thing from everyone else. Now, I know that I shouldn't expect the way that I do things for like everybody to do them. I, I realize this. And that's why I had to take a step back and do an introspective look within myself. And at the same time, try to calm down and try to remember this and to not let myself be caught in this snare ever again. This was like a... Um, put in front of me for a reason. And I could feel it. And I'm telling you, the manager doesn't like me anyways. And I don't know why. There's some type of um, clash right there. I don't know this person. Um, I have only seen this person a couple of times. I've only interacted interacted with this person like twice. So I don't know why this person does not like me. But we all know when someone doesn't like us. And sometimes I think, how do they not like me when they don't know me? You know, it's not like we ever hung out together. And then she could make a judgment and say, well, I don't like her because she's whatever. But I know right away when someone doesn't like me. Someone doesn't want to deal with me. Someone doesn't have the time or whatever it is for me. I know immediately. I have some people who say, well, it's probably jealousy. Jealousy of what? It's like, of what? I'm not special. I'm just like everyone else. So to be jealous of me, I mean, you really have to have a problem. I'm not better than anyone else. Actually, no one is better than anyone else. But anyways, I just wanted to share that with you guys because while we cannot learn from other people's mistakes, sometimes we kind of can. Sometimes we may be able to see certain situations arise. You may be able to say, oh yeah, that negative feeling. You know, we don't necessarily have to let it trap us. And make us act out like I did yesterday. It didn't make me. I allowed it to, which is even worse. I allowed this thing to, you know, I, I retaliated, I guess, in a way I shouldn't have. But anyways, I just wanted to share that because for you guys, maybe don't do that. We always have to remember. We always have to like be grounded. Uh, sometimes it's difficult, but um, it's much easier to just let it go like I did yesterday and just start blah, 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 you know, and saying things that you shouldn't. But um, yeah, I have learned a lesson from, from that. Okay. Moving on. Um, this... You know how we talk about people doing research and how 
Sometimes when they are heavy into their research, they will actually encounter some of the things that they are studying about and so on. I know I hear people when I talk about things like this at first and they say, well, how come if I'm not like I'm studying about money and I'm studying about currency and gold and silver, how come I don't have an encounter with that? See, that's the whole different thing because those things are inanimate objects. Those things are not able to like move around and appear and things like this. But anyways, um, there are a few stories out there now. People who research things like dogmen. I, and I have a hard time with that word, dog, dogman and dogmen. But uh, these canine looking entities who walk on their two hind legs and so on and who have been seen in many different places in many different states, they encounter these things. They see these things. And for whatever reason, a lot of this happens on these like little two-lane highways where there are no houses on either side. They're kind of like dark areas. They report encountering these things and how... There was one that uh, had an encounter with a dog man, and this thing actually jumped up on the rear of their car, and they could hear it clomping around up on the roof of the car. Then it kind of like rolled down to the front hood of the car and then jumped off. When they finally were able to pull over because they stepped on it, okay, so they were driving pretty fast. When they finally got to a gas station and pulled over and got out of the car, there were dents on the trunk area, on the hood, on the roof of the car. And this was one of those cars that was like built in the 1960s where they were like metal and they were dented. So they are encountering something. And I don't know what else it would be that could be running around on your car while you are driving. I, I do not know. It would have to be some type of supernatural entity. So whatever it is, dog man or werewolf, whatever, they, people are seeing something. Now, this is something that happened to me so many years ago. We were, oh man... We were at this place. It was one of these fancy hotel places in Orange County. There had been a wedding. There had been some kind of event there. This is probably about 30 years ago, okay? And so we were getting in our car. We were parked right like by the hotel. So... The front of our car was actually like um, facing the hotel right there, one of the walls, okay? So we were getting in a car and we were just sitting there for a minute talking like, oh, what a nice, whatever it was. I think it was a wedding, but it was really nice and we just had a really good time there. So we were just sitting there before we were getting ready to take off, okay? And this thing... And I saw it came 
from the top of the hotel. I don't know what it was. It was dark. It didn't have a shape of a person, but it was like, I don't know how to describe it, like a big round ball looking thing. And it came down from the top of the hotel and hit the roof of the car with such a bang. So we got out of the car right away. I mean, we didn't waste any time. We jumped out. And there was nothing there. Nothing. Whatever this thing was, hit the top the roof of the car with such force, it embedded, it like made a big dip in the roof of the car. So if it would have been a boulder, if it would have been something, I mean, something heavy enough to do that to the roof of that car would not have bounced off. But yet there was nothing there. We looked, we walked around to the rear of the car. We looked under the car. There was nothing around. There were cars parked on either side of us. There was nothing there. We don't know what it was. We don't know what happened. I vaguely remember that um, when this was reported to the insurance company, they said it looked like it had been some kind of like big boulder. And it was covered under comprehensive because comprehensive covers things like this. But what was it that hit the car? I don't know. We never saw anything. It's like it hit the car and it just disintegrated. I don't know. It was such a strange thing. We would discuss it off and on for years later. Every once in a while, it's still like, remember that thing that hit the top of the car? What was it? Well, nowadays, it's like it had to have been some kind of entity, but what? It's not like there were two or three different dents. It was just one big dent. It, it's just, there's so much, man. It's just wild. So um, we've got people reporting these type of dog men. We've got people reporting now men in black. They are still being seen all over the place, men in black. We've got people reporting strange sounds coming from everywhere. And we spoke about this not too long ago and how seems to me now that a lot of these sounds could be actually emanating from other realms. It just, um, when it, when you can't give it any other area, you know, when you can't like, okay, well, it couldn't be this, it couldn't be that, there's nothing in the sky, but it sounds like it's coming from the sky. It just doesn't make sense to me. It just seems like it could be something coming from a different dimension. Because apparently they are like coming in and out. Come, kind of like if you have a bouncing ball and they're like bouncing against one another. So sometimes they kind of like intersect. They kind of like go into one another. Okay. They come into ours. We go into theirs. And so that's why these things are happening. That's why they 
cannot figure it out. I'm sure that there are scientists out there who know. Just like Skinwalker Ranch. Let's talk a little bit about Skinwalker Ranch. I watch that show. I'll tell you guys. I admit, I watch Skinwalker Ranch. The new season is coming on now. I saw a little bit of it last night. And that's another thing that is very mysterious. There's just so much going on there. There is a lot of um, like magnetic type of um, something going on. But I know that a lot of it is maybe some kind of geomagnetic pull, whatever you want to call it. But there is also, once again, the alternate realms, okay? The different dimensions. There is just too many things that people witness there, see in the sky. They have pictures, they have video, and you've got scientists out there. You have astrophysicists out there. Cannot explain it. And who are actually encountering and witnessing some paranormal things. So we know that uh, this is not just a Oh, let's just be entertained. No, there is really something happening out there. And it just seems to me that the location of this place, now I don't know the latitude and longitude. I don't know the different types of rock and what have you, or how close it is to water or water source. We know that there's a lot of primary water in many areas, which is that water that's deep beneath the surface, that like the where they get the water for the wells and things like this. So all of that plays in to allowing certain things like this to happen. And I'm sure that they are working on all of this. But um, maybe some of you who are interested in that, who know how to do these things and make sense of them. I, I can't even read a map, guys. It's like if I don't have my navigation thing, I cannot read a map. I cannot use a compass. But I know that all of these things play into these different types of phenomenon that are happening out there. Especially when you start looking at the, the where it's at, you know, the latitude, the longitude, the other things that are around there, the hills, this and that. I would really say that these things that are being seen are able to come in and out, okay, of these different dimensions. So when you start looking at it like that, and I'm not saying that I'm correct. I'm just saying that when you start looking at it like that, it starts to make a lot more sense. Matter of fact, a lot of these things start to make a lot more sense. So I'm just waiting for the next one to come on. It's just very interesting to me. And how this all started, the people who bought that Bigelow Ranch or whoever Bigelow was, and there was this big old wolf that uh, started trying to eat one of their cows or something right in front of the family, and they shot this thing with a three fifty seven Magnum and didn't do anything. They never killed that giant wolf. The thing just looked at them like, oh, is that all you got? And I guess it finally walked away. And there's just so much so much more that's happened out there. Like, okay, well, that thing obviously, I believe, was not from this world. 
And when I say world, I don't just mean this world, this earth. I'm not just talking about terra firma. I'm talking about just our entire realm. I believe some of these things are from other realms. And Sasquatch Bigfoot is another one of them. Maybe even some of these UFOs, okay, seem to be coming from different realities. So, um, that's, that is, uh, yeah, start thinking of it in that sense, different dimensions and how we collide with these different dimensions from time to time and how apparently there are 10 different dimensions. So you're looking at collisions with a lot of different worlds, okay, things that are able to spill over into ours. So that's why we have all of this different type of phenomenon all under the umbrella of paranormal. Just so much in how these things are able to affect us, not just because we wonder about them, because some people are kind of fearful or some people maybe have a a little bit of an over-interest. They're a little bit too zealous when it comes to looking into these things. No, it's going to affect us in more ways than just that because of gravity, for one thing. Even the, the moon, how it affects us. Even solar flares, space weather. So these type of things, just being able to come in and out of different Times, different dimensions are going to affect us somehow. A lot going on, guys. And we're going to try, we are going to attempt to cover a lot of these different things. I know that when we're, it's a short walk, okay? When we come on, when we group together, it's not a long walk. It's like a 45-minute walk, 50-minute walk. It's a short amount of time to cover so many subjects. And a lot of time, I'm guilty of getting off track and going off on my tangent about this or that. Maybe I take too much time. But um, we just have to do the best that we can. So certain things that I present may pique your interest more than others. And those are the things that maybe you can look into if it piques your interest, if you're curious about it. All right. So anyways, um, that is about all that I have today. I'm hoping that um, if I do get more time, like if they tell me to go home and never come back <laughs> at some point tomorrow or whatever, I'll have, an, I'll have more time to um, study and research and present more of these things to you as we walk, as we move forward. And um, if not, I'm still working towards my goal of December. I'm not forgetting because this is something that I feel will be beneficial to all of us because I want to be more interactive. I want to be able to have callers to call in and be able to share these things while we are live 
while we are talking, while we are on the air. So I'm looking to expand and to make this a much better experience and go longer as well. I would really like to be able to do maybe two hours if we want to. Hour and a half, two hours, but I would like to, from time to time, take a longer walk than just 45 or 50 minutes. Because there are those times where we really get into a subject and don't want to stop and wait for a couple of days to do a part two. That's kind of like, um, well, I don't know about you guys, but I lose interest in things right away. So if I don't get to cover a lot of stuff like all at once, then it kind of loses its luster. You know, it kind of like is not as attractive the next day or the after that. I have to get as much as I can out there all at once. So anyways, um, I want to thank you all for taking time out of your day to come and walk with me. I appreciate every one of you. And um, you can always contact me, maybe underscore Maria at Outlook.com. And there's just more thing, one more thing that I want to leave you guys with. Now I know I talked about this a while ago. This is probably about two years ago. There's this thing, and I want you to take a look at it. Those of you who um, haven't been with me that long, maybe don't know. Now, there is this thing that it is said they found on some other planet, okay? And it's called the Mona Lisa. Now, apparently there were two of these different, I don't know what to call them, humanoids, okay? But one of them was in such bad shape, they couldn't pick it up, they couldn't move it. I think it fell apart or something. But the other one is pretty well intact. Now, there have been people who have come and said, oh, this is all just a bunch of hoo-ha, this is just all fake. I want you guys to take a look at this thing and read about it. Let me know what you think about this thing. I don't know if it was found apparently like on the moon, on Mars, on Jupiter. I don't know where this was found, but it is called Mona Lisa. So just look at it, come to your conclusion. Tell me what you think. So until we walk and talk again, I wish everyone a great rest of your day. Once again, thank you guys. I appreciate all of you. Ciao.